Hello and welcome back to the Punt the QB podcast here. Rick Navalani at Rick Punt the QB here with Tim Singer. Punt QB FF. All right. How's it going, everybody? It's a great weekend of football. It was a great weekend of college football. Tim, college basketball is is up and moving around. And uh, World Cup, right? What else do yeah, you want to talk about? I mean, about? dude, it was just an awesome week of sports if you enjoy sports. And uh, if you're like us, you had a four-day weekend where hopefully your wives let you enjoy some of it. Uh, Friday, the U.S. men's national team moved on to the knockout round of the World Cup, which they hadn't done since 2014. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. I mean, they, they'll probably get beat by the Dutch, but you never know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's Saturday. I sat down. I was telling you when I got it. I sat down. I enjoyed I had Michigan and all that stayed on. Uh, for the first half, it was a good game. I don't think I saw, and I don't think anybody saw, I mean, factually speaking, Michigan was an 8.5-point dog. The Wolverines, who... Basically got past Illinois because I'm an official. Mm-hmm. Go into the the horseshoe and crush the Buckeyes. Well, it was it was competitive for one half, and then the second half, say, and the then the second half, half started, yeah. and then that was it. So I wouldn't say crush because it it was just a crushing at towards the end of the game. But no, it, yeah. it wasn't Dolphins Texans, but it yeah. was. I, I'm just shocked. Not only did they go into the horseshoe and win the game, but they won it pretty handily. You know, so. It looks like there's not going to be a hell of a lot of controversy when it comes to the last four for college football. Well, that all depends going into this week with the championship week. I mean, if TCU loses and USC loses, it kind of throws their wrench back into everything again. Yeah, we might get two two-loss teams. Yes, you might. So, get, it's like, a two-loss team can't get in, can they? Well, maybe two of them get in if, yeah. if uh, everyone keeps losing. If uh yeah, these games don't go the way everyone thinks they're going to go. Yeah, I, I love the arguments because we used to get it really bad when there was only two teams that would go in the BCS championship. And now there's four and there's always somebody that's, oh, we deserve to go, we deserve to go. and mm-hmm. um, So it, it was fun. This week, this especially in the NFL, there's one thing. The return of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, big, big, <laughs> the big thing. The big, the big thing. elephant in the room, yeah, so the, let's get to it. He's been he's been sitting there on the side of the room, like, getting warmed up. It's like, what? What? We'll talk about you. We'll get to you. Yeah, this is the week, though. And uh, and like we said, how fitting is it that they that they play, that he comes back and he plays against the Texans the first week he comes back? Yeah, there, there, there are no coincidences. Yes. You know what I mean? If the NFL is looking at the schedule. They're like, all right, how about here? It's like. Ten games. We'll come back and play against the Texans. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and uh, it, it will, it'll be interesting to see. It, it's. I'm not saying it's like when DeAndre Hopkins came back from PED, or it's. It's not like when somebody like makes a return from injury. We know why he was gone. Mm-hmm. No one in their right mind could possibly condone any of that. So it's well, not. I don't like know. There's some, a lot of fans in Cleveland that. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I. They're starved fans, kind of like here in Chicago. And when everybody's going crazy, oh, we finally have a quarterback. Justin Fields looks amazing, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they're losing games left and right. Yeah. So it's like, I guess it's all relative to your, Cleveland has been starved for anything. Long before they moved to Baltimore and, and got a new team, they have been lost starved for anything since John Elway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the the drive, yeah. you know. So I, I, I'm not saying I, I condone it, but, but I understand. They're just hoping for anything. Yeah. Well... Got to wait another season. I mean, four and seven is not where he wanted to be at to have him come back. I mean, even if they ran the table, it would put him at ten and seven. Maybe they'd make the playoffs. No, but they're not going to run the table. Not with this team. No. Not with uh, Deshaun Watson coming back and probably after a year and a half off. You know, I just don't. I don't see it. 
No, I, I hear you. I hear you. And I, I guess we do need to talk about some of the uh, injuries that happened since our last episode. The Rams' woes continue. I, I, I'm not going to break my part myself in the back that I called it at the beginning of the year. I don't think anybody saw it would be this bad. Um, we, we've already talked in detail about Stafford and all, you know, his injuries, the Cooper Cup. We, we won't see him again this year. Aaron Darnold, uh, I mean, they're saying he's out this week, but let's be honest, with the high ankle sprain and the record they have, he's probably going to be out the rest of the year, right? They'll call it something else. I think at some point, yeah, you just start shutting everybody down. I mean, Stafford has got a concussion and a neck issue now. He still has the elbow issue that I think he's been dealing with all season long. You've got the issue of the 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 back issues that he has. I mean, anybody that has back issues knows that oh, those God. just don't go away. Oh, God. Yeah, I still go to the chiropractor every two weeks. Um, Allen Robinson's out for the year. Uh, you know, that's the thing is... To to say they're the defending champs is is a name in in, in all only. Yeah, you know? I mean it's it's basically you always talked about how it was like they went out and they bought themselves a championship. They got they got the Vaughn Miller, they got the Odell Beckham. You know they they brought in a lot of these guys, um, and then and then the the price came due a lot quicker than anybody thought it was. <laughs> they, yeah, they, it's the, like the they, bill arrived. They're like, did we get four appetizers? Yes, yeah. the bill arrived and it was like. Well, I thought I thought water was free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another team with some uh, woes on multiple fronts, but the Bears, who have fallen to three and nine, are now in that coveted number two drafts bit. Yeah, uh, Darnell Mooney's off for the year with an ankle injury. I, I don't know that his season ever truly got going. No, you know, uh, Pro Bowl safety Eddie Jackson, he's out for the year with a Liz Frank injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said that Justin Fields practiced today. But, oh boy! But if I was if I was the Bears, I I would I would not be in any hurry to get him back on the field. Well, and that's the thing is, there's what what Ryan Poles wants, and then there's what Eberflus and Fields want. You know they want to play this week, especially against the Packers. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to sit him because they've got yeah. a bye coming next week. But uh, I I don't know that anything good comes out of him playing this week because mm-hmm. even if they beat the Packers because it's meat and cheese week. Is that going to matter? <laughs> meat and cheese week. I, I mean, it is. It used to mean something around here. It's just uh, not so much no more. All right, buddy. We talked about the Rams' woes. We talked about the Bears' woes. There's running back woes. Uh, he just came back. We hardly saw you. Elijah Mitchell is out six to eight weeks with an MCL sprain. For... A guy that's in his second season, I think he's been hurt about five times already in his career. And that's the frustrating thing is, when he's on the field, he's great. But that's the when, and we can say that a bunch about a bunch of people. But for he has shown flashes of brilliance. Well, it opens up big room for a CMC for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, to get more of more of the bulk. Absolutely. Um, some more openings. The Jets running back Michael Carter has an ankle sprain, so they had already lost Brees Hall. Now they're down Michael Carter. James Robinson was a healthy scratch after they traded for him. What's going on in New York? Well, they got that uh, Knight. Sam Knight. The Knight Rider. (laughs) It's it's time for him to come in and and do what he can do. Let's see what he can do. And then, uh, what, Ty Johnson had a touchdown last week. Yeah, I feel like he's their third down back, you know. So that's the thing is we'll get to him in the fantasy episode. Uh, One more running back note, if you will. The Chiefs have signed Melvin Gordon. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean... How crazy would that be if Melvin Gordon goes from fumbleitis over in Denver and then wins a Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs? I mean, dare I say, stranger things have happened. No, no, not no. It definitely, stranger things have happened. I mean, look at Odell, Odell Beckham. He, he waited to sign with somebody. He signed with with the Rams, and the Rams won the championship. 
Yeah, worked out. And, and, you know, something makes me feel like he's going to do something like that again this year. Oh, he's going to somewhere. Yeah. He's going to somewhere that's competing right now. You watch. He'll end up on, like, the Bills, who already have, like, Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie and stuff like that. And he'll somehow end up on the Bills. Yeah. It, he'll just he'll find himself money and a nice landing him, spot. Him and Von Miller just keep going to the same place. Hey, <laughs> why not? Procuring uh, championships. So we can't move on to Week 13 without talking about Week 12. We've mentioned some of the big stories. I wanted to mention, dude. Two teams went for two to win the game. I mean, now the Jags, I get it. The Jags had four wins on the season now. Yeah. I get it. They got nothing to lose. Why not? The Ravens blew that game. Jags went uh, for two and won Mm 28-27. The other one, the Chargers marched downfield, get what is seemingly the game-tying touchdown, and and Staley's like, go for two. You're like, oh my god, are they, are they really going to get eliminated because this guy just refuses to gamble, to stop gambling? You know, um, they got it though. Yeah, I just, man, these teams are just saying, why not? Well, you know what? Because it's kind of, kind of takes the the bad overtime rule out of play. Because if you got a chance to win the game right there, and then you you kick the extra point, you lose the coin toss. The other team comes down the field and scores a touchdown. The game's over. Oh, Seattle knows all about that. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah. like, like at least you have the ball. You have it. You have it. You have the ball, and you have the ball on the on the two yard line. Why not go ahead and try it? If you can't get what do, what do we used to say all the time? If I can't get one yard, then 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 I don't deserve to win. I just man, a 60 minute game is going to come down to one play. It's pretty awesome though. It's pretty exciting. Nothing more excited than that. I got to tell you, when I was watching that Jaguars game, I was like. Oh, geez, just do it. <laughs> just just do it. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. When I'm watching the Jaguars, you know what I was thinking? What the heck's going on with that mascot? <laughs> that is so true. I mean, he's rocking a bodysuit and a Speedo? Like, what's going on? I, 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 am I wrong? <laughs> no, it's totally... That's why it's so funny. That's because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> oh. But the Chargers, I mean, at this point, you'd have to think at that point if if, if they don't get it, you have to think this guy's this guy's dead man walking. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to some coaching carousel questions before oh, yeah. before this episode's over. I got some questions for you. Yeah, this, I so. suppose we gotta keep this thing moving. You know what else, what else happened uh, week twelve? Mike White happened. Yeah, three hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Now. I, I understand it was against the Bears defense, and, and that's nothing special. But Mike effing White happened again. This guy, man. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta appreciate it, man. You got to think maybe that whole time when they had Zach Wilson, it was like maybe they – and everyone was saying like when he came in, he threw those five touchdowns against uh, Cincinnati, and they and they up, up ended Cincinnati last year. And everyone was like, I think they, they've been starting the wrong rookie this whole time. Well, I think they've been starting the wrong second-year quarterback this whole time. Well, yeah, too many times we see it where somebody's highly drafted and, and the other guy wasn't. So, you know, like Zach Wilson's going to get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, but Mike White just did it again. Yeah, but you know what? Same thing happened last year. Remember Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell? And everyone was talking about Trey Sermon. Remember Trey Sermon was going crazy high in fantasy drafts and everyone, Trey Sermon's going to be the guy, Trey Sermon's going to be the guy. Came out week one, it was Elijah Mitchell. It was never Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon lasted what? Not even a season. Didn't they cut him? They cut yeah. him. They oh, cut yeah. him. The 49ers yeah. cut he, ties he, with them. He was healthy scratch after healthy scratch because somehow we got in the coach's doghouse. And, and and that's the thing is it's high draft pick or not, mm-hmm. you, they usually get the leeway. Uh, one more thing happened week 12 we cannot ignore. Josh Jacobs happened. 303 total yards, two touchdowns, including an 86-yard walk-off, if you will, in overtime. 
Yeah, well, you know, you don't get to play the Broncos every week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, that was against Seattle. Oh, no, it was Seattle. I'm sorry. It was Broncos the week before that. Yeah. But, yes, but... Seattle, I mean, yeah, crazy game. That was a crazy game. It, re- it really was. It was more, definitely one of the most entertaining of the day. Um, it's just funny. We, we, beat, we beat it to a dead horse, but it's like if you run the ball, good things happen. Absolutely. And look, it, and him and Devontae Adams on the Raiders, is there anybody else because of all the injuries stuff like that that should be touching the ball on that team? Maybe Derek Carr just to get the ball to those two guys, but well, that's it. Your boy Matt Collins, I couldn't get you to start him in fantasy, but uh, he, he had a decent game. He had a decent game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying, when you run the ball, good things happen. Yep, absolutely. I, we we got to agree to that all although all the week long. Should we should we move on to week thirteen? Let's move. Let's move into some games here, buddy. All right. So there are two teams on by. Not that anyone will care, including the the people that live in these cities. Arizona and Carolina are on a buy, so uh, nothing here to see. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, these are not the droids you're looking <laughs> yes. for. Um, so let's just get it right out of the gate. Noon games, the Deshaun Bowl, Cleveland. Minus seven at Houston, totals 47. The Texans have lost six straight, but let's just get right to it. We need to talk about this game. Yeah. Um, Houston's lost like the six, well, their last six, and Watson is returning to Houston. I mean, this isn't like, you know, he's playing in Cleveland. No, he's going to Houston where all of these problems started, and he's going to play against Houston at Houston. And you know what? As, as much as... As much as I want to hate on on Deshaun Watson about the whole situation, I just don't see how Cleveland just doesn't go in there and just absolutely blast Houston. Houston is horrendous when it comes to anything on defense or any anything on offense even. They're 27th in passing offense. They're 28th in rushing offense. They're 31st in scoring offense. Only 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 Second to last because the Broncos are so bad on offense. But they're 26th in sacks allowed and they're 27th in turnovers on offense, Tim. This team on Houston is so bad. Their best player is rookie Damian Pierce who has zero chance of running running the ball because they get down so much to start the game that this guy's not even getting a chance. He's maybe getting nine carries a game. Well, speaking of Damian Pierce, I was going to... Week 11... 10 attempts, 8 yards. Week 12, 5 attempts, 8 yards. Has he hit that rookie wall? It's not the fact that he's hit the wall. It's the fact that this team is down by so many points. They don't have a choice. Like, the way they started off that game last week. Miami drove down the field, scored a touchdown, and then, like, what, two or three plays in, they threw an interception, and then Miami scored again. Oh, that that was over in the second and it, quarter. And it was, it was over. By the time it got to be 21 nothing, that game was already I'm over. just saying he has 207 touches so far this year. He never had more than 123 at Florida. He's just not it's, – it's just the circumstances. He's not – there's just no chance of running the ball when you're down that many points. Even a Lovey Smith-led team, when you're down 30 to nothing at halftime, isn't like we're going to go out there and establish the run. <laughs> no, there's just no – you just can't do it. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, what are your expectations for the return of Deshaun? I think this is going to be... Houston has a terrible run defense. We've been talking about it all season long. And what I think you're going to see is you're going to see... You're going to see them lean really heavy on the run game. And w- rightly so. Nick Chubb is is a beast. So you're going to see them run the ball a lot. So that I would say I would be shocked if Watson throws more than 20 passes all game. I, I was thinking kind of the kind same Kind of work thing. your way in and stuff. 
Um, you you know he wants to you know he wants to go in there and show it up. You know he wants to take and and it's, it kind of reminds me a little bit. I know we're going long on this one game, but it is the story of the week. Remember when Kevin Durant went back to Oklahoma City and everybody had all those signs and you know whatever? That's eighteen thousand people. Yeah, the, the people of Houston have had nothing to go to that stadium for the entire year. They will pack the stadium, and you think it was bad in Oklahoma City for Kevin Durant? Imagine the signs that there's going to be. I don't know how much of it they're going to be able to show on TV, but imagine what he's going to get from that crowd. Yeah. Oh, the, the booze, the the heckling and stuff. It's going to be crazy. But um, it it should be pretty entertaining. But I think you're going to see a pretty entertaining game based off of Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt and and maybe a little bit of, of passing the ball around with Watson and stuff. I think, you're, I think this is like the game for him to kind of work off a little bit of the rust and you're going to see him throw – Maybe he completes maybe he completes eleven out of nineteen or eleven out of you know twelve out of twenty or something like that. Maybe gets a touchdown pass, maybe throws for like 140, 150 yards. I think this is more or less the game to get him more acclimated into this game. And really, do you really need him to do a whole lot? You're playing against Houston who can't stop anybody. Yeah, agreed. And um from one bad offense in Houston to another bad offense. Denver is at Baltimore. Baltimore's an eight and a half point favorite. Totals thirty nine and a half. Now I'm giggling because last week we broke down the Denver Carolina game and the total was thirty six, and we're both like, "Yeah, I still want the under." Yeah, and it did. Factually speaking, it went under twenty three ten. Um, give me a reason to care about this game. Um, give you a reason to care about this game. Uh, you got a quarterback. That is carrying his team on one side, and you have a quarterback that's <laughs> that's burying his team on the other side. It, you saw you saw the video right yes. on, on Twitter of the de- defensive lineman at Purcell. Yeah, just just snapped at Russ, and there's no what, what did he he just kind of took it. Yeah. Russ just took it because what else can he do? Well, exactly. I mean, what what are you supposed to do at this point? Yeah, you you're you're deep. You brought it up a couple weeks ago. How about if if the offense would just score 18 points, they'd have a winning record. They can't the even do record, that. They have one of the best records in the league. They would be tied with the Chiefs for the best <laughs> for the best record in the AFC. I'm just saying, you know, these defenders are tired of being on the field. Oh my god, that la- that game against Carolina, I-, I feel like every single time I turn my head, that that defense was on the field. If I was that that defense, the, that Denver Denver defensive player, that Purcell, I'd be screaming and yelling at him too. I, I how do you do that? How do you keep doing this? Even like with the whole like let's ride, let's ride. Thank God he's not saying that anymore. Oh, but it's like the positive, like, and I understand, like, you want to be a good, good team player and a good captain and stuff like that, and always trying to be positive to your team and stuff like that. But eventually, you gotta produce. He hasn't produced. I mean, there there are quarterbacks who have played three games, four games this season, who have more touchdown passes than Russell Wilson. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong on any of it. I mean, I... Let, let me let me just say this: the the last seven Denver games have gone under, and. Denver's 14.3 points per game is the lowest scoring offense in football since 2018. It is one of the like five lowest point per games in the last 15 years. Man, I asked you a reason to give me a reason to care about this game. You gave me nothing. It's no, I'm saying like <laughs> watch it because nobody wants stats. I was like, you watch it because this is historically bad. This offense, <laughs> so it's like a train wreck. Per you game just can't look away. Is historically bad. Like watch it just to see what happens and stuff like that. You know, like you know, you know who's already better this year than um, Russell Wilson, Mike White. 
Mike White absolutely <laughs> The New is. York Jets are at the Vikings. Uh, Vikes are the old home three-point favorite. Totals 45. The Vikes have won eight of nine. What does Mike White do for an encore? Well, he could do whatever he wants in the encore because guess what? Minnesota, rightly where they were last year, even though they're 9-2, and two, are the worst pass defense in the NFL yardage-wise. Well, that's why the Patriots threw 39 passes at them on Thursday. Now, their defense couldn't stop the legendary Kirk Cousins, but, uh, I mean, that's... Bel- Belichick saw that. I would argue more. I would argue more. A lot of it was Justin Jefferson. I mean, when <laughs> Justin Jefferson's all over the place, just making plays. Oh, and that's plays. why. That's why I, I the, the video I made in the preseason about how I think Kirk Cousins is going to go over the yards. Mm. It wasn't because Kirk Cousins <laughs> is is Joe Montana. It's because he has Justin F and Jefferson. Mm. The guy's amazing. Cousins can throw for two fifty if Jefferson has two hundred of them. I think this game at forty four and a half is kind of a gift to the over. They're kind of handing you this, Mike really? White has been putting up points every single time. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he, he's putting up points. He Sounds keeps like Rick's number one best bet. It's it's I it might be a spoiler. <laughs> it might be <laughs> this might be a tease. We'll just skip the whole segment. Hold on. So let me tell you this. Minnesota in their last six against the AFC are six and zero against the spread, and they're favored by three points. Let me throw this on top of that, Tim. If you want to do your little trends and ride the trends and all that other stuff, and the last three times, the Jets and the Vikings have played against each other. The spread was between three and four. And and every single one of those games, last three times, the favorite covered every single time. Awesome. Awesome. I love me some stats. Sorry. No, I... I, I was I speaking... Was I speaking... <laughs> I don't know. You made it, made it seem like you didn't want to hear stats because the last <laughs> one I threw some stats out there before and you were like, well, I don't want to hear these stats about Denver, how bad Denver's <laughs> offense is. But I'll tell you what. Like, Justin Jefferson, I mean, I, I understand the Jets, Jets' defense is sneaky underrated, but, I mean, Justin Jefferson's like... He's, he's just... He's a guy all into his own. I mean, I know Diggs is play, having a great season. Devontae Adams, touchdown-wise, is having a great season. Cooper Cup had an amazing season last year. Tyreek Hill, like just a yardage monster right now, but Justin Jefferson, I feel like, is just on a completely different plane than everybody. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this game, not going to lie. All right, Tim. So what you called it, the meat and cheese game, but as I like to call it, the game that pretty much means nothing unless you're a Bears fan or a Packers fan. <laughs> it's the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are getting four and a half, and the over-under is 43. And Tim... It really shouldn't be that high if Rodgers and Fields don't play. But it looks like actually, both of them are I was play. I was just gonna say I actually checked before we I got here. It's now three and a half because Justin Fields was a full participant in practice today, mm-hmm. and that was gonna be my factually speaking. The Packers have won seven straight against the Bears. Had to get that out. There. Yep. And my questions for you were gonna be a who plays quarterback for the Packers. I feel like we've got that answer. I feel like Rodgers is gonna play. Rodgers keeps saying in interviews he's gonna play. Now, will he play the whole game? That's the problem. And, and I understand, I know he wants to continue his ownership of the Chicago Bears. That's the only reason. He's saying he wants to get out there because there's a 2% chance. But let's be honest. He also realizes he got out there and got an opportunity when Favre got hurt. Yep. And Favre never got his job back. Now, Jordan Love looked quasi-decent at the end of that game Sunday night. <laughs> quasi-decent. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. for the bar he's set so far. Mm-hmm. You don't think Aaron Rodgers saw that? Yeah, but every single time somebody comes in and they do well, 
the defense isn't planning like, okay, now let's game plan for the backup quarterback. You know what I mean? They're never they're never game planning for the backup quarterback. I'm just saying Favre never got his job back, did he? No, he did not. You're right about that. But let's throw this out there. This, not only does this game have zero, zero implications, these two teams, since week eight, are combined one and nine. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my calculator. Okay, that's still not good. Yes, and the best the best part about it is their division record. These two guys, these two teams combined, one and five, and it, the only one that's a win is because the Packers beat the Bears in week three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I push back a little bit when you say there's nothing. It is extremely important to me in my mind that the Bears lose this game. I mean, I know that sounds bad. Everybody's, oh, I want them, especially the Packers. But let's be honest, this team is not making the playoffs. No. And that second spot, I will hold it. I keep bringing it up every week. The second spot in the draft is gold. The Texans have a lockdown on that first pick. They have the first pick. And they, pick. Need, they need one of those quarterbacks. They need that quarterback. They absolutely do. But what I'm saying is the second pick is super valuable. If the Bears can get it, they already know they have their quarterback. They can just take, they can be like an auctioneer taking bids from other teams. I think when you say there's nothing at stake, factually speaking, there is something at stake. The, the Bears can only be helped by losing this game. Yes, correct. You know, I, I'm just. But, but if you, I guarantee you, you go into a, you go into a football team's locker room and tell them you want them to lose the game. Oh, you're yeah. No, gonna walk, they, you're not even going to walk out of there. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What are we moving on to? Next? All right. Next, we got the Tennessee Titans at Philly. Philly's a four and a half point favorite. Totals forty four and a half. I feel like this is probably the best game of the noon slate. My apologies to Jets Vikings, because I remember a couple weeks ago when I jinxed the Philadelphia Eagles and asked you, of these teams, who's going to go out and beat Philly? And now nobody saw the Washington Football Team doing it. I felt like Tennessee had the best shot because the formula they use. They can dominate a game on the ground and have Tannehill do just enough. And I feel like they can in this game. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And this is the the blueprint that Washington had to beat the Eagles is exactly the type of ball that Tennessee plays. And it's exactly the ball that Indianapolis tried to play and almost almost pulled it off and upset um, Philly in Indy. Um, but this one, I I, th- I agree with you 100%. This game is dictated by how Derrick Henry is used in this game. If Derrick Henry gets going early then Philadelphia's going to have a really hard time winning this game. If Philly can stop Derrick Henry and stop the Titans on the first drive or two and they can put up points, Philly can put up points, this game might get out of control real early. Yeah, and it's not going to be one of my best bets, but I tell you a bet I'm definitely going to make this week, A.J. Brown, anytime touchdown. Oh, yeah. Because you know damn well he wants to score against the Titans. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you. Not that it's like a revenge game, not to say he wasn't treated. He asked for a trade and he got it. Yep. You know, but I, you know damn well he wants to take it to his old oh, team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Know? So I, I just, I'm with you. I, I, that was the two points I wanted to make. I think the Titans can absolutely play the way of football to beat the Eagles. And I give me some A.J. Brown to score yeah. anytime. Philly, Philly is actually 4 0 out of conference this season so far. So against the AFC, they are 4 0. Yeah. And, and we'll see. I, like I said, I. I feel like the Titans have a shot, but I'm with you. It, mm-hmm. The Eagles have this way of starting hot. Uh, we've talked about it early on in the season where if you're going to bet the Eagles, do Eagles first half. Yep. Um, but if the Titans can hang around, you never know. But Tennessee, during their last, the, what they covered, like, what, eight out of the last nine? and Or seven out of the last nine, I believe. And every single one of those games, I believe, 
they're they are eight and one covering the first half. So tight, Titans are another team to come out. Yeah, well factually speaking, half. last week you had Titans first half, which yep. which won. I had Titans for the game, which lost. Yeah. They were not, you know. So uh, yeah, they they are seven and seven and uh, two against the spread in their last nine. So moving on to the next game on the docket. I don't know how many people care about this game, but I'm sure we'll see it on Red Zone. Jags are a one point favorite at Detroit. Kind of made me raise, uh, made me raise an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, totals fifty one. The Lions have covered four straight. With the Jags being covered in or favored in Detroit, is that a trap? For what Detroit? I, I just I, 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 I feel like why are the Jags favored at Detroit? I, and that's a good point because um, Detroit. Is it well? One, they're currently second in the NFC North at, at four and seven. <laughs> All right, but Jared Goff at home this season has fifteen touchdowns and three interceptions. The guy plays well at home, um, and they just covered at home against Buffalo. So why, what would make you think they can't cover? That's what I'm saying. To me, I thought when the Lions come out, it was going to be like a two and a half, three point favor for the Lions because two equally matched teams. Lions are at home. When I saw the Jags were favored, I'm like, what's going on here? Then the then the spread. I mean, the 51 point over under, I mean, it's one of the highest ones of the whole week, if not well, the highest one. Neither team plays defense. Yeah. I mean, neither team plays defense. There's going to be a, there should be a lot of points scored in this game. Tim, I am going to throw this out here. I did my homework, so I'm going to throw this out Boo. here to you. Detroit is 3 and 0 against Jacksonville, and they've they've only played <laughs> Three times since 2009. The last time Jacksonville beat Detroit was in 2008, and the starting quarterback for the Jaguars was David Garrard. And the starting quarterback for the Lions, Dante Culpepper. Do you even remember Dante Culpepper being the starter for the Lions? No, I don't. I don't even remember it. I, I'm I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that you said David Garrard. Yeah. I, how did I forget about the David Garrard era? <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, but... So Detroit has won the last three playing against these guys, but it, that the amount of players that have gone through yeah, the, those, are those fun franchises, it's a fun little shows, thing to talk yeah. about. But Jacksonville has lost 21 out of the last 22 road games. So, I, once again, it just screams trapped to me. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, going to stay away scre- from this because oh, yeah. I would think you would think Detroit would be able to take the care of business at home. Yeah, the 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 nonchalant, I take a look at this, be like, oh, i got to have me some Detroit. Vegas is counting on that. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, Travis Etienne, I, I'm not sure if he's going to play in this game. Will we see the Jacksonville debut of Daryl Henderson? Probably. <laughs> Probably. But you know what? The, the, with Trevor Lawrence scoring that touchdown, uh, with that two-point conversion and winning the game, is, maybe this is where they turn a corner here, and maybe maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe they know something we don't. Maybe Trevor Lawrence has got that confidence now, and he's going to carry Detroit, carry Jacksonville over Detroit, in Detroit. Maybe. Another fishy-looking line. The Washington football team is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at New York. Totals 40. The Washington football team has won six of seven. Yeah, and the Giants have lost three out of four. So you're talking about two teams going in completely opposite directions. Shifts passing in the yes, night. Yes, exactly. I'm well, they're not saying, passing in the night. They're going to do it at noon it, it, right again, in front of each it's other. It's two relatively even-matched teams mm-hmm. where the road team is favored. I, I'm just... You know, I, I'm I'm just kind of surprised when you got interdivisional matchup, home dog. That used to be the one of the best formulas for betting. I will say this: um, this season, between these two teams, the the over under is seven overs, fifteen unders, and one push. 
So these two teams characteristically always go under. I, I, think, I think that's why the total's 40. Yeah, I, but I'm just saying, like, that's where I, but I'd say, like, even if, even though the un, over-under is 40, it still has more of a likely chance to go under. I mean, Washington is last in the NFC East, Tim, and their record is 7-5. and five. They would be dominating the NFC South right now. Oh, the, yeah. But let me, throw, let me throw this out to you. They started off the season 1-4, and four, and it was one of the, historically one of the worst starts in team history. And now... They are seven and five, and have the best start since two thousand and eight. <laughs> Funny thing happened on the way to yeah. week, week thirteen. Yeah, uh, remember how we used to joke about Teddy co- co- covering Teddy? You know, Teddy Bridgewater's yeah. covering Teddy. Well, you know who's the new guy? Taylor Heineke. As a starter, he's six and zero against the spread. He has been a covering machine. Absolutely, yeah, love it. And these two teams are currently the Giants six and Washington Football Team seven in the current NFC playoff picture. So, to, a, a huge game for both teams. Yeah, absolutely, big game. All right, Tim. And the one game that I probably wrote down the least amount because it's just really not a me too fun game to talk about. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at Atlanta. Atlanta is favored by one with an over/under of forty-two. Tim Pittsburgh is two and four on the road. Atlanta is four and two at, at home. I don't really have much about this game. I really could care less about this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I tell you, if Tomlin, we keep referencing how Tomlin as head coach has never had a below five hundred. If he's going to get there, they have to go on a run. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they're not going to get there. His bottom line is, is they're not good. They're not going to get there. I will say this: they the. Atlanta is not good at very much, you know, like in cat in offensive categories or defensive court categories. Pittsburgh is is just the same. But the one thing that Atlanta is really good at is running. They are fifth in rushing offense. But the good thing, the best thing about Pittsburgh is the rushing defense because they're sixth in rushing defense as opposed to their fifth in in rushing offense. Atlanta is so you're talking about. The one thing that they're really good at is the one thing they stop, and then neither team is really good at doing anything else. I am thankful we don't have to talk about this game anymore. <laughs> yes, right. uh, the Miami Dolphins are at San Francisco. San Francisco is a four-point favorite. Totals 46.5. The Niners have won 8 of 9 at home. Yep. I'm excited about this game. That's this is. This is probably. We said that the Tennessee-Philadelphia was the game of the noon slate. Uh, this game might be the game of the week here. How awesome well, is this? Well, there is an AFC Championship game rematch we there have is. to talk about. There is. But, but still, the fact that Mike Shanahan is now coaching in a game in San Francisco against his former offensive coordinator, who's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Did Mike Shanahan come out of retirement for I'm sorry, game? Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> I'm just busting your Mike chops. Uh, Mike McDaniels. I knew, I knew what you meant when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. Yes. Yeah, no, I. it, it is really, that's what I wrote down. I'm like, this is like the San Francisco alumni game. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Mike McDaniel, you got Jeff Wilson, Monster may not play, but, you know, it's... Yeah. There's it's just like, so many things going on here. But I will say this. Miami offered their best start since 2001 when they with their 8-3 start. But Miami on the road against the spread is 1-5. and five. Yeah, absolutely. And it's they're currently the two seed uh, going into the game we're watching right now in the AFC. And they're a four-point dog. Yep. So that tells you, A, they struggle on the road. And B, people really love the Niners. Well, and here's here's one reason to really love the Niners. Here's a fun little fact for you. San Francisco's defense, zero points allowed in the second half in the last four games. Isn't that crazy? How impressive is that? That is madness. I mean, you can say one game because the Saints are horrible. Yeah. But, I mean, that's 
amazing. They, they really they are good in all facets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, their record says seven and four, but there's a reason they're the second favorite to to represent the NFC. Yeah. Um. And and, and I'm telling you, I think what helped Tua last week was mm-hmm. the fact that he kind of got like he. Let's be honest, he got a buy. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, they they dominated the first half, and he didn't need to play in the second half. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean. If I have to say something positive about the Dolphins going into this, this game, that's definitely it. Yeah. Moving on to another 3 o'clock game, uh, something that used to matter. The Seattle Seahawks are a seven-point favorite at the Rams. Totals 41. The Rams have lost seven of eight. Yep, and they've lost five in a row. I mean, the, you know, this the Rams just, Aaron Donald's out, Stafford's out, Cup's out, Robinson's out, Allen Robinson's out. I mean, not that Allen Robinson meant that much. <laughs> they released Darrell, Darrell Henderson. I mean, this team is like a bag of bones right now. This is literally what we have left. Like, throw it out there. This is Major League, um, you know, starting the season with all these guys. <laughs> can't be like, why this, are these this guys? This guy's dead. Cross him off then. And cross him off the list. <laughs> Tim, yeah. let me bring this up to you. Please do. The Rams are three and eight on the season. Do you know the worst season for a post for post Super Bowl championship? Do you know who it was? Now we're not going to talk about strike sorting season because that doesn't count because they didn't play the full season. But the worst I got it written down right here. The worst season post Super Bowl. Wow. For post Super Bowl uh, championship, I should say. I think when I say it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, duh. I want to say Denver after Manning retired. It was actually Denver after Elway retired. After the second oh. one, when Elway retired, they came back the next season were six and ten, and the Rams are charging to beat that record. Oh yeah, because they are not going to get the six wins with uh, Bryce Perkins as their starting quarterback. No, not only are they not going to get the six wins, but I tell you, the Detroit Lions are licking their chops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, pardon me. Um, yeah. The Lions are loving it. The The Rams, let's be honest, they had a parade. They got their – McVay's not going anywhere. They can just chalk it up as a, hey, let's just pack it in for this one and start fresh next year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's nothing – I mean, seven points is generous. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's only because Seattle's on the, on the road. I, I can't say anything positive of what's left with the Rams team. Seattle, they, they really blew that game against the Raiders. It, it was it was an entertaining game. They needed that one because they are now eighth in the current playoff race in the NFC. On the outside looking in. Yeah, not so good. Not so good. Do you care about anything about this game or are we moving on? No, we can move on. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Love breaking that fourth wall. All right. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers, speaking of the Seahawks, let, I don't know how that's a segue, but anyway. <laughs> The Los Angeles Chargers are six and five. Speaking of the team that beat the, uh, beat and the that's Seattle where I was going until I had to open another Oktoberfest. The Raiders, Chargers are one point favorite at the Raiders. Totals fifty and a half. A Brandon Staley gamble finally paid off. Yes, yay! I mean, they're currently ninth in the AFC playoff standings. If they lose that game, they're oh, yeah. out. Oh yeah. So I mean, and you got and you got a Vegas team that. Once again, as we talked about it, we've been talking about this all season long. If they get, if they focus on running the ball, good things happen. If they focus on getting the ball to Josh Jacobs, opening up some play action to get the ball to Devontae Adams. When you were seeing a lot of the stuff that Rodgers was doing in Green Bay, they were using a lot of running with Dylan and Jones. 
and they were using it to open up the pass, and they would throw the ball, even in double coverage, and Devontae Adams would still be coming down, because Devontae Adams is a beast. So I did. Follow that. <laughs> follow the recipe. Just follow the recipe. And the Chargers can't stop the run. They're terrible at stopping the run. So this this is a game that works out for anybody that has common sense about how the Raiders should be playing football. And, and that's the thing. Is it's, it's actually a rematch of their Week 1 matchup where the Chargers won 24-19 to because Derek Carr threw three interceptions. So I, I'm with you. If they run the ball and just control it and then pick your spots with Adams, they can win this game because the Chargers have done nothing impressive this year at no, all. No, they aren't, they aren't beating... They aren't beating teams they should. They aren't even beating half the teams they... They, they aren't even beating t- the teams they should beat, let alone even competing with the teams they should... They should they, that are actually competitive. With them. Yeah, easy for us to say, huh? Well, not easy for me to say. I was stabbing all over my words there. <laughs> Details. All right. Next up on the docket, we have the AFC Championship Game Rematch. Now, this one's in Cincy. So we got the Chiefs, one-and-a-half point favorite at Cincinnati. Total is 52-and-a-half. Are you ready for some points? You know what this this game just screams to me. Um, this is this is the rejection game. This is the game that NBC was like, "We're gonna flex this game." And like CBS was like, "Get that out of here! You ain't touching this game." <laughs> you did the Kevin like, Machado. Yeah, uh, 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 uh. they're allowed. They're allowed to void. They're allowed to knock it down a couple of times. I guarantee you, they were like, "Nope, you're not taking this one from us." Because yeah. Tony Romo gets to call this game. <laughs> but man, yeah, Casey playing. Playing well, just moving the ball pretty much at will on offense lately, and you got a Cincinnati team that uh, that yeah they, they they took it that they came back and beat Tennessee last yeah week. they 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 beat Tennessee last week the same way they beat them in the playoffs yeah. last year just playing their game and they're getting healthy uh, they're going to get Jamar Chase back for this one they're going to get Mixon back for this one so they can definitely hang with the Chiefs offensively. I'm not saying it's one of those like Bills Chiefs where whoever has the ball last wins, but I feel like the Bengals can hanging around, hanging around, and if they can find a way to get like a McPherson field goal in the air to win the game at the end, I think they got a shot. Well, they definitely have a shot because Cincinnati needs this. They're seven and four, Baltimore seven and four. It's a it's a hard hard fought division right there where you got KC right now who's who's basically beating everybody in their division by three games at least. The Bengals need this because the Ravens are hosting Denver, and we know yeah. how that's going to end. Yes, exactly. And you right. got KC, who once again does not need this game as much as as Cincinnati does. If Cincinnati, Cincinnati needs this game. KC has got a three game lead over over the Chargers, and they've got the tiebreaker because they won both games. So actually, they have a four game lead in their division with like what six games left to go. I think they're 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 feeling perfectly fine about it. Yeah, this just in the. I think they're feeling okay. Yeah, but, I mean they still want home field throughout. They did no, lose, absolutely. They did lose head to head to Buffalo, who you know, factually speaking, is beating the Patriots seventeen seven at the half. So, uh, you know, things as usual for the Bills. So, but yeah, I, I'm just like I said, I'm excited for this one. I I think we've got some games that should be entertaining this week. There's a lot of good games this week. Hopefully, they are entertaining all throughout because there's nothing worse than. Than a uh, than a a tight Patriots Jets game at three three with a, with a oh, return God. for a touchdown to change the game. Yeah, that's when you switch from beer to whiskey. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Sunday night football. Speaking of NBC, um, the Indianapolis Colts are at Dallas. Dallas is a ten and a half point favorite with a total of forty four. The Cowboys have won five straight at home. 
Yeah. Um, the only thing I th- say is is that um, this Indianapolis team under Jeff Saturday, they they they're fighters. They they grind. And even though I don't think they win this game, I think that it was eleven. The spread was. It's come down to ten and a half. That's just too many points. I was just going to ask you, laying that kind of wood? No, I'm not laying that much wood. And that I'm not. I just you know, I, and it, yeah, I just don't see that. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I feel like the best approach the Colts can take, and we keep beating that dead horse, is to just keep running the ball. Because if you if Matt Ryan with his AARP card, has to drop back and pass 40 times against Micah Parsons, he will not last this whole game. Yeah, no, true. So they have to run the ball. They have to run the ball, and not to mention the fact that Dallas's defense has been suspect at times. I mean, we saw it. The, 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 that two-week stretch around their bye week against the, the Bears and the Packers, they gave up a lot of points. So this defense can be gotten to if you're going to play it right. Yeah, I, I just I'm really surprised to see now the Colts team totals fifteen and a half, which explains the ten and a half point favor with the total forty four. You don't usually see a discrepancy yeah. like that. I uh I just I feel like the like I said, I, I You don't I, think they can get over fifteen and a half? I think they can get over fifteen and a half. But I the only way they stay competitive is to continue to run the ball. But it's just I, I we beat the dead horse, but if Matt Ryan drops back to pass 35 to 40 times, he will get killed. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't want to keep beating the same points, but that's that's all this game comes down to. Mm-hmm. All right, Monday Night Football, because we are a full-service operation. The New Orleans Saints are at Tampa. Tampa's a four-point favorite. Total is 40.5. The Bucks are 1-8 and eight against the spread in their last nine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're. Can you not... feel Rick's excitement through the radio, guys? And, and that one, and that one that they covered was it even in the country? It was in Germany. So in actuality, their last nine have been all lost. And like in the U.S., they've lost the last nine against. The, they've lost the last eight against the spread. Yeah, I uh, I don't know that I can say anything positive about either one of these teams. The Saints are brutal. Why in the hell is Jameis Winston not starting? Can he be worse than than Dalton? I don't know. At this point, I would think that what do you have to lose. If you're talking about teams that are losing on purpose, I wouldn't say the Saints are losing on purpose. They don't even have their first round pick. But they're like it feels like they're just punting this season away. Like they were like, okay, this didn't work. I mean, Michael Thomas is out again. I mean, like this guy's just been hurt for season after season after season. Like it, and the fact that you're still going with Dalton. Makes me feel like, and, and Dalton's a turnover machine too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if Dalton is as bad at turning it over as Winston is, at least Winston has upside. His three interceptions will come with 320 yards and two to three touchdowns. So I, I don't understand why Dalton's on the field. I don't understand why they keep dicking around this Tamison Taysom Hill experiment. I, I, I don't know. You're not catching anyone off guard. They know when he's back there what he's doing. So I don't know what they're doing. Well, you caught Seattle off guard, and that was about it. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. That, that's good enough to get the Philadelphia Eagles a top 10 draft. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, the bottom line is is that New Orleans has no sense of who they are. They have no ability to see who they are right now. This is a team that is acting like, well, they obviously know Breeze isn't there, but they're acting like they can still do what Sean Payton was doing without Sean Payton. You just can't do it. Nope. 
It's just, it's really, really bad. And on top of that, you got a Bucks team that has no idea who they should be right now. Nope. Like they, they can't, they can't commit to the run for two weeks in a row to save their life. It's like telling your kid, putting candy in front of your kid and telling them not to eat the candy and walking out of the room. It's like they might do it one time for three minutes, but they're not going to do it for five minutes twice in a row. <laughs> they're just not going to do it. They had a 17-10 lead in the fourth quarter against the Browns, and they blew that game. They didn't even bother trying to run the ball again. It's I don't understand why teams don't emphasize on this. Rashad White, stats-wise, did not have a bad game, but they refused to commit to the run on a consistent level. You know when they did it? In Germany. I don't know. Maybe, German, maybe when they were in Germany, they were told, like, we like you running the ball. I don't know, but... When it came back, when they when they got back into the U.S. after their bye week, they're well, we're not gonna we're not gonna run it again. Yeah, I, I, I we might have to rename this podcast "Run the Damn Ball." Yeah, uh, because it's it's not a secret the teams that have success, unless you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, they run the damn ball. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Am I yeah. wrong? No, you're absolutely right, Tim. Before we go into our best spots here, I want to run down a quick little thing here. I've got. I've got four names written down here for the, the head coaches here. But this is our nice little side thing here I'm adding on to here. All right. Fired already is Matt Rule of Carolina. That was a long time coming. Hey, by the way, who called him be you coaching did. in Nebraska? You did. You this did. guy. And he's already been announced. <laughs> Frank Reich, who was like the, uh, the, the, like who everyone was really big darling on two seasons ago about how he was in Indianapolis with, uh, with Philip Rivers and stuff. But that totally blew up. They're, they fired him. All right, I've got four names for you. You tell me right now, hired or fired? Like, do they keep their job or do they get fired? Brandon Staley. At the end I of think the he season. gets fired. The, the 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 analytics and the gambling—they're not going to make the playoffs. And the analytics and gambling are going to cost him his job. Lovey Smith. Uh, he was hired to get fired. <laughs> He's he so he didn't true. stand a chance. He, it's let's so true. honestly, they they floated the name Josh McCown. They got huge backlash from it, and they're like, "Fine, we'll bring in Lovey Smith because everybody loves him." Yep. All right, Cliff Kingsbury. He's gone. I, I, I'm i sorry. If The only thing he had going for him was was using Kyler Murray, and Murray doesn't even like him. Texas Tech didn't even want him. He was a Texas Tech alum, and they were ready to fire him. And then he just fell into this Arizona job somehow. I don't... Yeah, the, the NFL stands for not for long, and, and, and these guys... This guy doesn't deserve. I feel like shot. I feel like some of these people are like running like Ponzi schemes, but they're <laughs> like as coaches. So let me the last one: Nathaniel Hackett, Denver Broncos. They have to. He has to survive this year because they owe him money. All right. I, I think I, with that new ownership, with how much money that guy's worth, they probably could. He probably could just throw the money away and say, "Just get somebody I, else I in here." But that's the thing is, I don't know that he's one and done. Okay, so. Denver, Arizona, Houston, the Chargers, Indianapolis, Carolina. Where does Sean Payton end up next year? Oh boy, I don't know. It depends. It depends who's playing quarterback for the Colts. It depends who's playing quarterback for I. I, I guess maybe Arizona because at least they have Kyler Murray. He's not going to leave a cush job to for for a complete rebuild. Am I, I say, wrong? I say the Chargers. Okay. I, 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 I mean, think it makes the most sense. I, I hear you. Just man, the AFC West is is tough, and, and and the NFC West has a much easier path. I get it. I get it. 
All right, Tim. I was two and one last week. You were one and two last week. We went. Uh, we went heads up. We went samezies. We went in the same game with different things here. I mean, that literally the biggest difference was I had Tennessee first half. You had Tennessee final, and the Tennessee first half came in, and the final did not. No, it did not. But I mean, I'll stand by. I, I feel like that's a game Titans usually win. Mm-hmm. All right. You want me to go first? Uh, well, yes. I'm going to go first just because okay. I just mentioned the Titans. So my first is the Tennessee-Philly over 44.5 because the same thing that got me a win last week, I'm going to go back to 10 of 11 Philly home games have gone over. I think it's a great it's a great play. I like that, especially with both of those teams. I think that running game with Tennessee gets going, and they're, and they're going to put up points, and they're going to be hanging around. Hanging around. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with – I brought it up earlier, spoiler report. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings – New York Jets over 44 and a half as well. You've got a Minnesota team playing at home that kind of moves the ball really well. And you got a Mike White that I just feel like just is these guys are responding on the Jets. Elijah Moore is even getting involved in the games. Yeah, the way they kept yes. saying free E, free E. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, they freed him and he 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 had a good game last week. I will tell you, I'm not gonna it's not one of my best bets, but I will also dabble a little bit on Minnesota minus three. A little sprinkle? A little sprinkle on Minnesota All to cover right. as well. My second, I got New Orleans plus four. I know we just absolutely crapped on them, but when it comes to New Orleans versus Tampa, they just find a way. They just, for some reason, they have Tampa's number. Okay. So I'm going to take the four points and think they're going to lose by three. Well, if you're going to go to a junk game, then I'm going to go to a junk game. Yeah, pile on And I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns minus seven against the Houston Texans. Tim, let me just scale back here on my notes here and share this one thing for you. I know, seven points. How is Cleveland giving up seven points to anybody with the fact that they're four and seven and stuff like that? But Because they're me, playing the Georgia Bulldogs. Yes, they're playing against a bad team in the Houston Texans. But let me throw this out to you. Cleveland's last six opponents, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, Baltimore, New England. What do all those teams have in common that the Houston Texans don't? Winning record. They're all pretty. De- they're all decent teams, and the, in that stretch against, uh, they were three and three against the spread. They're playing against a bad Texans team, and I think they're going to run the ball all over the Texans, and they're going to cover the seven points. Yeah, I don't think you had to justify in any way, shape, or form somebody beating the Texans by more huh. than seven. I just, I had it, I had it written down. I did my homework. I didn't bring it up earlier, so I wanted to bring it up now. Aww. You saved it for last. Yeah. All right. What you got? Third, um, pick. Third pick. Green Bay minus three and a half. I uh, referenced it when we talked about the game. Packers won seven straight versus the Bears. I think the only reason Rodgers wants to play in this game is to continue his ownership of the Chicago Bears, and he will. So give me the Packers minus three and a half. He can't fault the logic on that one. <laughs> I, I mean. When the owner says lose the game, when the owner says I own you, the owner means he owns you. I'm going to go with. The Washington New York Giants under nineteen and a half in the first half. These are <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing. I'm sorry. That that's I love it. And under nineteen and a half first half. All right. Now forty is is a pretty low scoring game, um, but both of these teams have a tendency to to start off slow. And if this thing goes three three under the first quarter, this under is coming in. In the in the first half, where you can't guarantee it when you're talking about a full game, because third quarter, fourth quarter, sometimes things get a little carried away. I love it. Good All stuff, right. man. All right, man. So that's that's it for this podcast. Here we're gonna come back with the fantasy podcast. We got plenty of good stuff we're gonna talk about in the fantasy the fantasy edition uh, coming up. Tim, you got any teasers? You got any any little 
thing to hang out over there. I'm going to save it for the fantasy episode. Check it out, guys. All right. All right. So we'll see you guys next.